Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we've found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. This is episode 16. Pam and V dive into the deep end, talking about what it feels like to live our lives on autopilot. When we go through the motions without fully engaging, what is the outcome or the personal cost? How do we get what we need in these times? What's the difference between seeking solitude and escaping when life feels overwhelming? We'll definitely be revisiting this topic with some suggestions. For now, it's good to know we're not alone. Hi, Pam. Hi, Virginia. How are you? Uh, I am doing pretty good. <laughs> and what that means is things are a little more settled than the last couple of weeks. And there's still a lot of things happening. But I'm but today I'm pretty good. How about you? Excellent. I am pretty okay. And pretty okay is about the same. Things are settling and things are bubbling up and uh, it can all feel a little overwhelming sometimes. And one of the things I've been thinking about is what happens for me and to me when I start to feel that overwhelm, like all the things bubbling up are becoming a little bit too much. And uh, I tend to default into autopilot. I'm not sure what that means to you, but to me, autopilot means just going through the motions, going along to get along, and just powering through. It's kind of a survival mode rather than a thriving mode. And um, one of the things that's interesting about this right now is that I feel myself wanting to slip into autopilot and I am consciously consciously taking at least one step every day to stay out of autopilot and uh, that feels right now like it's taking a lot of energy. So I was wondering if we could talk today about the cost of being on autopilot versus the cost of of consciously choosing to stay engaged. Do you have any experience with that? Laughing, getting the goosebumps, all that. Um, It's a, it's a very, um, a very appropriate topic, uh, as it always is with us. And um, I do have experience with this. And when you said survival, and I'm gonna use the word versus thriving, it just, that really, I think that really got to the core of it for me. And I don't know if I've ever thought of autopilot in that way before. So thank you. Uh, 
I have a lot of experience with this, and I would say that for the first into my late 40s uh, or into my 40s, I was 100% on autopilot, and I think it was my way of surviving when I no longer needed to be in survival mode. I didn't know it. Wow. Yeah. And I really, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I just took a deep breath there. And I I was just, I was just going to say, I really am happy that you're in that awareness that you want to slip back into it. That is big. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to be in this spot because it feels like more parts of me want to slip back into autopilot and just kind of float along. Uh, it, when I think about it, it feels like being a passenger in the backseat of a car and just watching everything go by and not really having a stake in anything, just literally riding along. I've been thinking about uh, what is the cost of being on autopilot for me and one of the things that I find like one of the first red flags that I am going into autopilot is that I start to disconnect myself um, from people, from colleagues, from friends, from family, um, sometimes even from the people in my own household. And it's nothing like I don't I don't know if that's true. I was going to say I don't just cut things off and stop talking to people, but actually I really think that it presents like that. Um, I make excuses for reasons not to get together. Um, I, I, I just stop reaching out. I, if people don't reach out to me, I don't take the initiative to reach out to them. Um, I also find that autopilot feels like a lack of excitement, a lack of engagement, um, and detachment from even from feeling emotions. And as I'm saying this out loud, I'm starting to wonder, (laughs) I'm starting to wonder if I'm slipping back into depression because, uh, I mean, classically, that's what a depressive episode can start to look like is detachment and self-isolation and lack of engagement, lack of excitement. Um, I don't feel like it's that. And I will look into that further. Um, I know that I know that there is a neurological component to going on autopilot. Um, when people talk about being stuck in a rut, uh, it's something that happens neurologically when we do the same things the same ways over and over and over. And I have to say, looking back at the last year and a half and everything that's gone on in this global pandemic and lockdown, and I swear, I'm so tired of saying global pandemic and lockdown. (laughs) And it's also true. It's been true for all of us that we have, and some of us are still dealing with this this outbreak that has affected the entire population on the planet. And when we are isolated, 
socially isolated, emotionally isolated, physically isolated, we fall into the same patterns of doing the same things over and over. And the more we, even outside of a pandemic, the more we do the same things the same ways, the more that we reinforce those neural connections and neural pathways in our brains. So the phrase getting stuck in a rut is actually something that happens at a neurological level. Uh, and part of being aware of it this time around is recognizing that I can choose, I can choose not to isolate myself. I can choose to engage. I can choose to reconnect. Um, and yet, the motivation is really hard to come up with sometimes. And that's what autopilot feels like for me too. Just meh, nothing really, nothing really sparks anything that feels exciting. What experience have you had with the feelings of autopilot? A lot and I so appreciate you sharing Virginia because you know I never looked at how much energy it takes to get yourself out of it and when you just shared that I thought man I blamed myself so much for being so unworthy of like being in life it always felt like I was I've shared this before. I don't know if I've shared it here on the podcast, but here's my version of autopilot look like I was on the outside of life looking in. Like there was almost like this glass world or this glass house and people were inside and they were having connection and laughing and crying and mopping the floor. And But you could see that there was something happening and I was sort of like the observer of life. And I was going through the motions. That's how I would describe my version of it. I was going through the motions of life, but I felt so disconnected. And so that want to disconnect, it just makes so much sense to me. Um, there, it, 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 I just went through so much of my life feeling like this is all there is. And so if this is all there is, because I believe that to be true, then what, what am I trying to do different? What am I, I didn't think there was any possibility. Uh, and I really haven't thought of this for a while because my life has been pretty different for the last, I'm going to say about 15 years and, and quite more profoundly different in the last 10 years. And still I want to disconnect on a regular basis. Uh, and some of that looks like numbing out. Some of that looks like too much food. Some of it looks like um, saying no to any kind of a connection that I don't have to do. Um, and so I think that that, that autopilot uh, rut is still there for sure. <laughs> and it's close to where my being engaged in life path is. <laughs> And so I can see it. I know how to get back there. Um, but it is, it, there is a knowing that I don't want to. And so I fight myself on it all the time. It's a real thing that 
happens. And sometimes I feel like I'm in the groove of life for a while and I start to get an itchy feeling like, when is this going to be over? When am I going to be back to that old, that old rut, that old line, that old lane. Um, And intellectually, I know that that, that, that that's not true, but I think I feel it in my body first. And I start to want to like sleep more they know more. Um, I get less excited about the exciting things in life. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of patterns there and there is some new knowing that is helping me to be aware of it. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Awareness is definitely, uh, a benefit in this regard, because when I remember what I tell clients all the time, that we have the power to change because we have the power to choose, I remember that I get to choose whether or not I'm going to succumb to this, to this autopilot, to this low spot. Um, And I, I was thinking as you were talking about the difference between going on autopilot and detaching and numbing out versus seeking solitude. One of the things that I uh, tell people is that solitude is as important as being engaged with other people because that's how we replenish. That's how we recharge ourselves and how we renew. Um, And solitude is not autopilot, I think, because there's a conscious decision to be alone. And also there's not, at least for me, that numbing out aspect. When you said numbing out on autopilot, I couldn't agree more. Um, Trying to do anything I can to avoid experiencing emotions. One of the things that's um, coming up for me around this period of numbing out and trying to go on autopilot as I've been doing some of my own inner work and I'm uncovering some really uncomfortable aspects, some really um, challenging parts of myself, uh, old stories and self-judgment, self-criticism that I thought I had quote unquote gotten over that I had worked through, I don't know, sometime in the last year and was like, oh, thank goodness, I'm done with that. (laughs) Because it always comes back around. And as we're talking about this, what I'm reminding myself is um, that this is where, this is where the magic really happens. When we are in this part of the work cycle, whether it's physical work or emotional work or spiritual work, when we're in this part of the cycle where we're up to our neck in mud and muck, digging around and trying to find the gold underneath, uh, that's when I want to slip into autopilot and say, I'm not doing this anymore. And what I'm remembering right now as I'm saying it is that I don't have to slip into autopilot in order to say, I need a break. What I simply need to do is voice it and say, I need a break. 
instead of disappearing, instead of disengaging. And that's part of the work too, is making sure that I am getting my needs met. I just really, I really got that when you said that. And yeah, I, I, I've had a challenging few months as, as everybody has in all their different ways, challenging in stuff going on at the house, stuff going on with my elderly parents. Uh, and uh, it, 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 I have two images in my head. Uh, first, I was thinking it's sort of like the closer I get to the edge of the cliff, the, the more I want to go back into the cave. But literally, as you were just talking, I felt like it's almost like the water is rising. And I think that's a better, a better feeling of it because as the water rising, I'm paddling faster and I'm using more energy. And, liter and I know, I know, I know, wow, that I can stand up. I'm not in too deep of water. I know that. And I just sometimes keep paddling. But about a month and a half ago, two months ago, maybe even longer now, I could feel the water rising. I wouldn't have described it that way. And I definitely started sharing about it. Um, some people noticed. And at first, I deflected. And then I started sharing about it. And then I actually went and got some support and some help. Um, but I, but I, it took me a long time to recognize I could stand up. Um, and so when I did reach for some support and help, um, I suddenly started to stand up. It was kind of this wonderful intersection that it, it wasn't that I just needed to stand up, but I needed to ask for support and help. I needed to, I needed to, as you have, you are saying today, I needed to say it out loud. Um, just having awareness is, great is a, is wonderful but it's not enough it's not everything um i think that awareness is so important for so many parts of our life and it does end up causing us to look for support or take different actions um, but when you're in that moment and the water is rising the instinct is paddle paddle harder um and and i i'm tired of paddling for longer than i need to That is so well said. I, I absolutely hear what you're saying about paddling harder. And that's what it feels like. That's where the energy drain comes from. Um, and one of the questions I've been asking myself over the last week is, okay, I recognize that I want so badly to slip into autopilot. One of the questions I always ask myself is why? Why am I feeling like this? Why do I want to slip away? Why do I want to escape? Why do I want to take myself out of the equation? Um, and it, it's not for any particular specific reason. I think this is, I think this is the part where asking for help is essential. If only if I want to change the outcome. And part of awareness for me is recognizing that I want to change the outcome because there's a part of autopilot that is so seductive, that is so alluring, 
Because if you're sitting in the back seat of the car and somebody else is driving, what's the big deal? All you have to do is look out the window, right? There's no responsibility. There's no uh, cognitive load about deciding where to take the next turn or where are we stopping or there's no decision to be made. It's simply just riding along. And when it feels this appealing, I recognize that I, there's too much. So as I'm thinking about this, the question that I'm, the other question that I'm coming up with is how do we get back in the driver's seat? If I am not willing to be a passenger in the back seat anymore, if my greater desire is to continue to, <clears throat> excuse me, to drive my life the way that I want it to be, then what do I need to do to get back in the driver's seat? Yeah. And, and the other question that came for me was what you brought up at the beginning of this time today, which is, and what is the cost of autopilot? The cost is you never get to go where you want to go if you're in the yeah. back seat. Uh, you never get to take the breaks when you want to take them if you're in the back seat. Um, life is carrying you along. Uh, and so I think, what do we do about it? That, that is the question. And uh, I think it's so much to ponder today. I, I'm, I'm actually kind of in a, in a wonderful feeling of, wow, I made some deep connections. I don't know what this means, but but I I feel like I'm understanding something a little bit more about myself and about you, uh, and I also um, want to acknowledge that you are coming to this in a in a I don't know if time is the right measure, but in a in a faster way than I have known in the past about you. There is speaking up about it as it's happening uh, in a faster way. And there's, so there's something, there's some shift and change that's going on um, that I just want you to acknowledge uh, because it's not just about being aware and then beating ourselves up about that part that we're not doing anything but I think, I think you're, I'm bringing it back to the solitude. I think it's when we need that solitude and we don't take it, when we need to say something and we don't, when we are just weary from life and we keep paddling faster, then the, then the, then the best possible option is to just go on autopilot because we're, we're full up and we can't do anything else. So I don't have any answers as, as always, <laughs> but I also am, am just hearing some things that I needed to hear. And I, I think we, this may be like a part two, I don't know, but I think I we agree. might want to talk about this again. Yeah. I agree. I was just thinking the same thing that this part of it is about acknowledging it and being aware of it and saying, okay, I'm aware of it. Now, what do I do? Um, and I think 
I definitely agree with you that seeing it from a different light, um, seeing it faster, seeing it with awareness definitely makes a difference. And the next step is how do I get back in the driver's seat? So let's, um, let's pick up on that. Let's pick up on that next week. I would love that. Yeah, this is, um, this is as always such a rich and deep conversation and we never know what's going to happen. So true. <laughs> and I think that's true about all of life, but um, I, I so appreciate the connection and the trust that we have with each other and, um, and that just knowing that uh, we're figuring it out and we're not alone. Right. Right. That's, I think the most important piece of all for me right now is knowing that we're not alone. Thank you for being here with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I cannot, uh, I cannot wait until our next conversation. And uh, now uh, we know what we're going to talk about. Now we know, now we know, we don't always know, do we? (laughs) Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much, V. It's been a pleasure. Um, chatting with you today as always and um i will see you next week you absolutely will i wouldn't miss it thank you pam bye virginia bye bye everyone thanks for listening thanks so much for listening today Please share your comments, questions, and ideas by contacting us at coachpamdavis at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Inside Job with V and Pam. And remember, change is an inside job.